at KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion today. If you have a prayer request, a praise report, a general comment or a question, again, local, please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, calling outside the Las Vegas area area, we have a toll-free number for you. Please dial 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, and their web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. Also, we are being streamed over Save the Lost at All Costs' website as well. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, again, please go to Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to Radio Archives. Select the date that you'd like to listen to. We have... So many for you to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch, and we encourage you to tell someone else. In addition to that, if you have an Apple device, we are being archived at iTunes. And again, the gospel is still free on our watch. It costs nothing for you to listen to us on an Apple device. Now, if you have a cell phone number, and most of us do, you can listen to KKVV anytime on your cell phone, and you can listen to us right now. That cell phone number only works in the United States, and the number you'd like to dial would be 563-999-3194. Again, 563-999-3194. I strongly encourage you to open up your cell phone contacts and place this as one of your cell phone contacts. You can always send it to someone else to listen to it, encourage other people to listen with you, and be blessed. That's a beautiful thing that KKVV is doing and making available to its listeners. Now we have a guest that will be coming online with us. Are you there? I'm here. All right. Well, that is my dear, dear sweet sister in Christ. That would be Minister Susan Michelle Parham, and she is calling in from Baltimore County, Maryland. And we are very excited to have her minister to us on Resurrection Sunday. Yes, Christ lives. 
And I'd like to say a special hello to Deacon Samuel because I know that he will be assisting his mother and what she has to bless us with today. So hello again, Minister Susan, and hello, Deacon Samuel. <laughs> hello, praise the Lord. Amen. So where's the deacon? He's right here. Say hi to Sister Nina. Hi, Mr. Nina. Hi. How are you, Deacon Samuel? Good. Well, you sound wonderful. You sound nice and strong. You Mr. ready? Nina? Yes. Well, why did you call my name Deacon? Because I always call you a deacon. You're always a great servant of the Lord. So I <laughs> thank always, you. always recognize you as a deacon. I, I said thank you. And you are quite welcome. Thank Bye. you. All right. Minister Susan. Here. All right. So what are you going to bless us with today? We're going to be talking about effectual prayer. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Well, that's a very important topic. I'm getting my pad out and ready to take notes, woman of God. Now, I have an apology to my listeners that I had promised them one Greek word a week. And when we were talking about comfort last week, I was so overwhelmed in the spirit that uh, I did not give my Greek word. So I do apologize. And I know that you're going to bless me and bless our listeners. And you're going to give us a Greek word that was due and owed to them last week in addition to a new one this week. So thank you for allowing me to uh, make it right with my listeners. And again, uh, please charge it to uh, my head and not my heart. But I will be back on track next week. Hallelujah. So, Minister, do you have a couple of Greek words for us, woman of God? Yes, I do have some Greek and some Hebrew words, and it's going to come up in the lesson. Amen. So, First, uh, I'll I'll turn it over to you. Again, okay. if you're just joining us, this is Minister Susan Michelle Parham calling from Baltimore County, Maryland, and she will be blessing us today, and the topic is effectual prayer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for this opportunity, uh, Minister Nina, that you have given me. I want to uh, thank the listening audience for tuning in. And before we get started, or as a foundational principle to what I want to talk about, I want to pray Proverbs chapter 4 from the Amplified Bible and It's talking about a father's instructions, walking in his counsel. So as we begin, we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to anoint our ears and anoint our hearts that we may hear and receive what the Spirit of the Lord will have for us today. We ask in God to forgive us of our sins, secret sins, and presumptuous sins. We're asking that the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness exerting negative influences over our life will be bound and rebuked and cast out as far as the east is from the west, and that this lesson will be a blessing to myself and to the listeners. Amen? Amen. So, uh, Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, O children, hear, O listeners of KKVV, the instructions of our Heavenly Father, and pay close attention and be willing to learn so that we may gain understanding and intelligent discernment. For I give you good doctrine, says God. Do not turn away from my instructions. This, this, this um, proverb was written to David's son Solomon. 
So verse 3 says, When I was a son with my father David, tender and only son in the sight of my mother Bathsheba, his father was giving him these wise instructions, and so God has given us today these wise instructions as well. Verse number 4, it says that he taught me and said to me, Let your heart, let our hearts hold fast these words today that we may keep the commandments and live. Get skillful and godly wisdom, acquire understanding, actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not turn away from wisdom, for wisdom will guard us and protect us. We shall love wisdom, and wisdom will watch over us. The beginning of wisdom is get skillful and godly wisdom, for it is preeminent. And with all our acquiring, get understanding, active, seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. We must prize wisdom, exalt wisdom, and wisdom will exalt us. Wisdom will honor us if we embrace it. Wisdom will be placed upon our head as a garland of grace. Wisdom will present us with a crown of beauty and glory. Hear, my son. Hear, listeners of KKVV. And accept the sayings, and the years of our life will be many. We have instructed you in the way of skillful and godly wisdom, and we have led you in upright paths thus far. When we walk, our steps will not be impeded, for our path will be clear and open, and when we run, we will not stumble. Take hold of instructions this day. Actively seek it. Grasp it it firmly and do not let go. God wisdom, for wisdom is our life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not go the way of evil men. Verse 15. God is telling us to avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Because today's lesson about effectual prayer will be wisdom upon our heads. So as we jump down to verse 24, it says, Let your eyes look directly ahead toward the path of moral carriage, and let our gaze be fixed straight in front of us toward the path of integrity. Consider well and watch carefully and the path of your feet, and all your ways will be steadfast and sure. Do not turn away from this lesson today. Do not turn away any of the lessons that have come your way from Save the Lost at all costs. Do not turn away to the right nor to the left where evil may lurk. Turn your foot from the path of evil. We beseech you today here at Save the Lost at all costs. Thank you. Amen. Now, our today's lesson is going to be about effectual prayer. I've learned that people are looking for something on which that they can depend. 
sometimes when people need, they come to us. And when they come to us as ministers of the gospel of Christ, we can point them in the right direction based on God's word. As we let the Holy Spirit make that word a reality in our hearts, we are able to minister life to those that are in need. Our spirit will become alive to God's word, and we will begin to think like God, talk like he talks, as we find ourselves pouring over his word, hungering for more and more of his wisdom, his counsel. And the scripture in Hebrews eleven six says that the Father will reward those who diligently seek him. Minister Nina, I don't know if you brought the scriptures with you, but when I um, give a reference to a scripture, you can jump in and read it, even though it will always um, already be implied in the lesson. Amen. Okay. Yeah, believe now, it or not, I, I brought your your friend, the King James Version, with me today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Um, as we continue, most of us come to prayer after we have tried everything else. We scramble around looking for visible answers to our problems. We go to the drawing board, we plan, we promote, we hustle, we do everything but the one thing that the Bible tells us is the most powerful active resource that we have. Prayer is not the end. It is the beginning. Today is the day to start like this. In the beginning is exceedingly strong petitions. Now, this portion of the lesson, we're going to come to our Hebrew word. Our first word today uh, is going to be effective or efficient because we're talking about effectual prayer. And the Hebrew word is spelled like this, Y. A H dash E E L Yael, and it means the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much, according to James chapter five verse sixteen. Effective. This is a verb. Uh, this verb is so important that we need to pay attention to nearly every word. Today we look at the first word in English, which actually translates two words in Greek. The Greek text reveals an adjective and a verb that means much strength. The verb here is... Is spelled I S C H U O. I S C H U O. And it's pronounced is O. The Strong's number is 2480. This particular verb carries the sense of being able to accomplish have the power to do or be strong and effective. 
in some uses, it can mean to overcome or prevail. Paul used this verb in his famous statement, I can do all things through Christ, uh, which is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Here, the word is present tense, meaning active. It is a doing it right now word. Um, There is a lot of power in this word. But James adds the next word is P-O-L-U. And that word means it's it's an enhancement uh, and it enhances uh, the strong verb is is kuo. <laughs> and this word means a man who asks questions. It is not just powerful, it is very powerful, exceedingly strong, able to overcome much, prevailing against whatever stands in the way. The Greek tells us that this prayer is actively doing what it intends to do. Now, in the English language, prayer is largely defined by the idea of asking. In Old English, one could say either to God or to anyone else, quote, I pray thee to do such and such, end quote. The basic concept here is heartfelt request. The Jewish concept of prayer, however, is best defined by its Hebrew word. I'm going to spell it for you. T-F-I-L-I-A. T-F-I-L-I-A. Tefilia. We find this um, tefilia is also one of the many terms, but the most common in the Bible for prayer in general. The Hebrew root means to think, entreat, judge intercede, and the reflective means to judge oneself and to pray with a strong emphasis on blessings and benedictions. In the text, Isaiah chapter, um, oh my goodness, I didn't write the chapter. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. But it's the, the, the verse says, Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices, which are prayers, will be acceptable on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. The verse is seven, but I don't know what the chapter is. I'm going to have to look it up. 
Isaiah 56, chapter 7. Yes. Thank you so much. Now, I have about four or five points that I want to talk about. And the first point would be the mouth. Once we begin delving into God's Word, we must commit to ordering our conversations aright. Psalms 50, verse 23. This is being a doer of the Word. For faith always have a good report, the Scripture tells us. We cannot pray effectively for ourselves, for someone else, or about something, and then talk negatively about the matter. We learn that in Matthew chapter 12, verses 34, 35, 36, and 37. This is called double-minded. And a double-minded man receives nothing from God, as we learn in James chapter 1, verse 6, 7, and 8. Now, there is another verse that I want to read from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 and 30, but I want to read it from the Amplified Bible. And it says, do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him, by whom we were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption, which is the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. In other words, this passage is telling us, give the devil, give the enemy of our soul no opportunity by getting into worry, unforgiveness, strife, criticisms, we must put a stop to idle and foolish talking. Minister Nina, you can jump in at any time. Amen. We find this we find this in Ephesians chapter four verses twenty seven and in chapter five verse four we are to be a blessing to others according to Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Now, as we continue to move further, when our faith comes under pressure, we must not 
be moved. As the enemy attempts to challenge us, we must resist him steadfastly in the faith, letting patience have her perfect work. James chapter 1, verse number 4. Minister, I'd like to uh, have a discussion with you at this time. Okay. When we talked about our faith being under pressure. I think a thing that we somehow may lose sight of in the midst of the circumstance is that there is something that's the author and finisher of our faith. And the author and finisher of our faith is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So my thing is is that you know, Matthew nineteen twenty six tells me there's nothing that's impossible with God. And that would be the same for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Nothing. So we need to hold fast to who he is and what he is to all mankind and what he represents. And I believe that circumstance that we are encountering does not have that testimony, nor does it have that resume. And Webster's Dictionary also tells us the definition for eternity says it has no beginning and it has no end. I know all circumstances have an end. Amen. Because if it's not lighting up with uh, God's will or his purpose or his plan for us, then uh, it's temporal at best. So we have to get back to it and say when we're examining things, when we're looking at the evidence, where is this coming from? And let alone, who is it coming from? And I think if we could start doing some logical spiritual deduction based on the word of God, uh, we would not be moved, as you say, that we should not be moved. I just wanted to interject that, woman of God. Yes, that's that's a good thought, and it goes back to Proverbs chapter number 4, um, where wisdom is telling us to pay attention to the instructions that God gives in his word so that we would have discernment um, about situations and circumstances that we face. So I thank you for your comment. Amen, and wisdom is God. Yes, he is. See, that, that's, that's the thing. By definition, wisdom is God. So it's wonderful how God uses himself interchangeably with words that are attributed to him and his character. Like love is God, God is love. Wisdom is God, God is wisdom. Yes. And, and that's the whole thing is when you look at it from that standpoint, then it, it's not even on, in this realm. It's not even in this realm. The words and the instruction that he's given us are based on his kingdom. Yes, and that's very important because as I continue to move forward, um, the next my next sentence was going to be talking about the entire substitutionary work uh, that and when we face these pressures, we are to uh, do what, We've been instructed in Ephesians chapter 6, which is to take the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and quench 
the enemy's every fiery dart mm-hmm. because the uh, entire substitutionary work of Christ was for us. And for those who don't know what substitutionary means, it's a noun, it's and it's a verb, and it's an adjective. The noun means that it was a person or a thing acting or serving in place of another. Um, the verb would be to put a person or a thing in place of another. And the adjective is of or relating to a substitute or substitutes. So Christ, he was our substitutionary person that took our place and satisfied the debt. But as we get back to um, learning about effectual prayer, the enemy has now become a defeated foe because Jesus has conquered him, according to uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses um, 14 and 15, where it says in the New King James Version, because I knew you read that, I put all of my scriptures in the New King James Version. I wanted us to have it both ways. (laughs) I know when you and I minister to one another, you always have the King James Version, and yes, I do have the New King James Version. So you see how the Holy Spirit worked that thing out? (laughs) Yes, and it says, having wiped out. The handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And Jesus has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and power. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. And as we are reminded from the beginning of the lesson that we're going to be learning how to be effectual in our praying. Well, the beautiful thing is, is that that word A-N-D, it said principalities and powers. See, a lot of times when people are coming to the Lord, they say, I'm powerless. This thing, situation uh, has power over me. But it just says right here that uh, he totally has negated any principalities and their powers. So that thing that's coming against you, if you're in right relationship with him, you need not worry because it has no power. Amen. He, 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 did, he did away with that. You know, first he says that the things that we had did against the kingdom. See, the thing is that we always have to put ourselves there. We have to take responsibility. We have to own that. That's the first thing he took care of because if you're going to come to him, you have to be able to petition in a way that uh, you have the blood of Christ on you, that you're covered. So he sees you and hears you and notices you and, uh, number one, can make petition for you or intercess for you and take it to the Father. See, when, when he takes it to the father, he's saying, father, this is one of yours. This is this is who I died for. Amen. Amen. So that's the beautiful thing 
what you're doing here is you're laying down a foundation so that we can always go back to that so that we can say, oh, this enemy, not only is he defeated, his kingdoms are defeated and he has no powers when it comes against the kingdom of God. Amen. Wow. Powerful. Thank you, minister. Hallelujah. Thank you, minister. Hallelujah. Also in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 the spirit of god of the spirit of god the wisdom of god is acknowledging and admonishing us that uh we have overcome him by the blood of the lamb mm. and by the word of our testimony wow and it says that those in the past did not love themselves did not love their lives to the death and we also are admonished in Peter, First Peter 5 and 9, we are to resist, resist the enemy, Amen. resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by our brotherhood or sisterhood in the world. So, with understanding that Jesus has already conquered our enemy. We are to uh, resist the enemy, and we are to take hold of the instructions that the Word has given us so that we can become rooted, established, strong, and determined. We must speak and pray God's Word boldly and courageously now effectual prayer slash intercession point two when we pray according to god's will he hears us we can find that in first john chapter 5 verses 14 and 15 now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything According to his will, he hears us. And we know that Jesus hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, let me get something straight. It's not that we're going to ask anything that's outside of the will. In order to ask and get the desired result, The will is the word of God. We must not throw out confidence. We must pray according to the will of God, which is the word of God. It is written in James chapter 5, verse 16, and I want to read that from the Amplified Bible. And it says, therefore, confess your sins one to another, your faults, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man slash woman can accomplish much when put into action and made effective By God, it is dynamic 
and can have tremendous power. Now, I'm going to testify for a second. Now, we said that we must pray the will of God. Well, I've been going through and pressing forward in a situation with me and a family member, my daughter, and I've been needing for her to help me to do some things. And so I've been praying and praying, and finally I said, God, where at in your word that will talk about the situation at hand? I'm not working right now. I'm a full-time student. But my daughter has a full-time job, and I needed her to help me pay the uh, BGE, and which is the gas and electric bill and my phone bill. And she promised that she would help, but she reneged. So I went to God and I said, God, am I right or am I wrong in asking her? And God began to give me scriptures about how he felt in reference to children helping their um, older parents, their parents. He gave me one scripture where it talked about when, when he was dying on the cross and he told John, look, this is your mother now. You care for her. There was another incident in the scripture where he was talking to the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and he said, look, you are giving the money to the temple when you know that your parents need the money. No, you're out of order. So there were two scriptures right there that he confirmed that, yes, I would like for your daughter to help you. But then it also said that if a widow has children, and grandchildren, and I'm not married, my children's father is deceased, that it is the children's responsibility and not the responsibility of the church to take care of their uh, parents, or else they would be worse than an infidel, and an infidel is an unbeliever. So when we get out, when we get into a situation and we go to God and say, God, where in your word do you talk about this so that when I pray, I can pray your will back and I can stand in agreement with your will and your plan and your purpose and see it come to pass. So that was a quick um, testimony and confession about that. Um, moving forward. Well, sis, I want us to go up. You uh, talked about verse 16. Can we go back to uh, James and let's look at uh, verse 13 and 14 and 15. I think that's that's very, very powerful. James. Okay, we're back James. in. We're back oh, James in, chapter 1. Right. Uh, and we're in, uh, well, it's James 5. We're looking at 5. Okay. And um, verse, uh, you were looking at James chapter 5, verse 16. I want us to go up to 15, 14, and 13. So let's look at 13, 14, 15, the three scriptures that came before that. Remember, it said, confess your faults to one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's look at 13, 14, and 15. Okay. So um, I have the uh, King James Version. I do too. Okay, so I'm looking at James chapter 5, verse 13. 14 and 15, and the word of God says this, verse 13, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? 
let him sing psalms. 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And I'm just like, wow, look how powerful that is. Now, hypothetically speaking, uh, if I were your daughter and um, you had asked me for something and I know your situation, uh, where you are, and sometimes uh, I could be in a position where I want things. I have to handle things. I presume in my mind and in my life that they have a a more higher order, something more pressing, something more uh, superior in what I need to have done as opposed to giving some assistance. But when I'm looking at verse 13, 14, 15, that could apply to my heart condition because I could really need some help with my heart as to why I'm feeling a certain way when my mother asked me to do something. Because I know for a fact my mother has done everything for me. And had it not been for my mother, I don't know where I would be. So sometimes we as children need to really look at ourselves and use this prayer right here uh, that God is encouraging it in the word. It, you know, it could be a sickness. It could be a beginning of a sickness. It could be something that you didn't even know that you were really afflicted with until something is asked of you. Cause a lot of times we don't even know that we're harboring certain type of feelings. We don't even know that, uh, we're coming across a certain type of way. But when you start looking at these scriptures here, 13, 14, and 15, um, there's definitely got to be some self-examining here. And the beautiful thing is that in verse 15, it says clearly that the Lord will raise you up. And those that have committed sins, it said it shall be forgiven. This is him making a promise to you that we have an opportunity to, uh, you know, be healed and be delivered and have the right mindset. So I'm very encouraged by, you know, what you brought to us in verse 16. But looking up at those uh, 13, 14, and 15, I think, you know, that is definitely uh, the answer to a lot of our problems. We we need a, a real serious uh Operation to be performed here spiritually. That's why. And and, and we, when we go to the doctor, don't we tell the doctor what's wrong? I know most people when they go to the doctor or your medical provider, whoever you're going to see, they say, "Can you tell me why you're here today? Can you tell me what's wrong? Can you tell me how long this has happened? You know, are are you uh, being treated right now, or any other medications or therapies?" For an existing con- condition or had you had previous operation, you know, they, they ask for a history. Can you imagine that we're applying this spiritual history and it could happen an hour ago? You know, history is something that has happened in the past. The past could be a minute ago. Well, you know, that's that, that, verse... this, this is powerful right here, sis. Very yeah, powerful. You know, verse 16, it, you know, it says confess our fault. Mm-hmm. Well, the word confession. It's a verb, so which means 
um, is used as an object. We, that verb means to acknowledge a, a fault, a crime, a misdeed, a weakness by way of revelation. It's to own or admit as true. So the affliction and the sickness once we admit that we have been afflicted, once we admit that we need the healing, it says that, and then we pray for one another mm-hmm. that we may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman will begin to avail much. And you will you- see the manifestation of your prayers being answered and see the elders know that this is the way that it has to be done and they have been many times witnesses to um the lord's uh, miracle signs and wonders and that how powerful confession is and how it's good it's not a bad thing see see we have to understand you can't use it by a world standard it establishes trust. And who do you trust? Who do you put all your trust on? Who do you cast all your cares on? It comes down to you wanting to be in relationship and not having anything hinder that relationship. Because what does it say? There's no condemnation in Christ, right? Right. So so where's the shame come from? Where's the guilt come from? It, it shouldn't be. You know, a child should be able to come to the parent and say, you know, I I need some help. I don't believe I did this right. I'm having all kinds of problems trying to deal with this assignment. You being an educator, uh, Minister Susan, I hope you don't mind me telling them that, uh, you have to deal with correction and encouragement from children all the time. You can give them the lesson. You can give them instructions. And somehow when they get home, uh, it just went out the window some kind of way. And I know you are saying, well, how did they get this answer? And the, and the child is looking at you. I'm asking you the same question. I don't know how I got this answer. And then guess what? We have to instruct them again. Again and again. Uh, and that goes back to Proverbs chapter 4 because I noticed that as I was reading it, mm-hmm. it was a constant reminder of us to get wisdom, get understanding, mm-hmm. get intelligent discernment. Right. God began to tell us over and over again, get skillful and godly wisdom. It is preeminent. But, you know, this can be the answer to a lot of problems that we're having in the body of Christ because people are saying, well, I don't see the signs and wonders. I don't see people getting up out the wheelchair. I don't see people getting healed. I don't see people getting delivered. Well, first we need to acknowledge and confess. Well, you remember the man at Bethesda, he, uh, based from his interpretation, from his perspective, it was everybody's fault but his own as to why he wasn't healed. But I do believe that he did have something to do with it as to his affliction because Christ came to the temple where he was worshiping and sat behind him and said, make sure that it what you do doesn't happen again or it will be worse. So, so, so that right there, that's the Lord of Lord. That's the King of Kings telling him that he definitely had something to do with why he wasn't able to, uh, get healed. See, so the thing is, is that I'm sure, uh, he understood it when the Lord told him. And a lot of times the Lord is telling us, he's given us confirmation over and over again. See, the Lord is not attention deficit. 
He doesn't have to keep repeating himself. When we're his children, we have a duty and a responsibility to hear him, uh, walk in his commandments, his precepts. And the thing is, in walking, that means follow. That doesn't mean when it's convenient, when somebody is looking. That means, like you were talking about, present, continuous. It does not stop. Yes, and also... um the confession is also to own or admit is true, such as um, if I tell you to read the word and we haven't, we must come to God and say, I must confess that I haven't read the book. So you are saying, okay, God, I'm guilty by admission. And God is saying, okay, good, because I love those that walk in spirit and in truth. A liar, no, is not going to stand in my presence. Also, also, you gave the uh, example that we didn't want the enemy to be able to use anything against us. Right, resisting the enemy, resisting him. So by telling God untruths you give the enemy power over you because now um god is not a liar (laughs) so and then if you won't admit that you know you're at fault here you didn't do something and then the enemy is always going to whisper and make suggestions to you well you know you didn't see anything happening you know he didn't do anything it's all right you know go ahead you can do it again And, and that's it that's the trick well, you know, um, <laughs> I must confess that when the Spirit of the Lord gave me the lesson and I was going through the lesson, uh, one of the confessions, it says to make confessional plead guilty on to confess to a crime. I kept on saying, God, guilty, guilty, because, God, I've been murmuring and I've been complaining, guilty. I haven't been resisting the devil, guilty. Please forgive me. And the more I began to say my fault to him, the more he kept giving me more. And I have a lot more, but I see that it's like, well, here where I am is six. 651 and I had about, more we got about five more minutes the thing is that you gave us the meat you gave us the foundation and you gave us excellent steps to take but we have four minutes on this side of uh, the uh, west coast so if you can uh, give us uh, one or two more and then uh, take well, us let out me, let me say this This is at the end of the lesson where I talk about prayer is our responsibility. Prayer must be the foundation of every believer endeavor. Any failure is a prayer failure. We are not to be ignorant concerning God's word. God desires for his people to be successful, to be filled with a full, deep, and clear knowledge of his word, which is his will as well, and to bear fruit in every good work. We are to bring honor and glory to God, for the prayer of the upright is his delight. Remember, we must pray to the Father in the name of Jesus through the Holy Spirit, according to the word. Using God's word on purpose in prayer is the most effective and efficient and accurate means for Jesus said, the words, the truths that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life, John six sixty three. Using the word in prayer is not taking it out of context, for God's word in us is the key 
to answered prayer. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us, Ephesians 3 and 20. The power lies within God's word. It is anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God does not lead us apart from his word, for the word is of the Spirit of God. We apply that word personally to ourselves and to others, not adding to or taking from it. We apply the word to the now, to those things, circumstances, and situations facing each of us now. So we praise God today. We praise him for his word because it is limitlessness of prayer. We have no time frame. It is limitlessness of prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. It belongs to every child. Therefore, we must run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. God's word is able to build us up and give us our rightful inheritance among all God's set-apart ones. So, we must commit ourselves to pray and to pray correctly by approaching the throne with our mouth filled with God's words. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're coming down to the last minute. We really appreciate uh, the lesson. I appreciate being fed. I appreciate being able to take notes and to really glean. I look forward to listening to it again, writing down some more verses, studying some more. So you have really, really given us a lot. We are very appreciative. Lord, continue to look out for your wonderful daughter, uh, Minister Susan, her wonderful family, you know, Deacon Samuel, we love you. We appreciate you being there. And um, Baltimore County is blessed to have you. But anytime you want to come our way, we want to let you to know our ministry door is open. Our city is open. And where sin is, remember, grace abounds even more. So Amen. don't let Sin City fool you. It's Wind City over here. Save the loss at all costs. God bless you. We love you. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org.
If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702 219 6882. Again, 702 219 6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in. And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you bless this ministry? Yes, that's right. Bless them by calling them 